Hey, Griffin here. All these murders are made up. They're not real-life murders. That would be a weird thing for us to do. Take it away, song! I'm Griffin. Steve. This is Killed to Death. And we solve murders on the show. And Steve, this is going to be your last week with us for a few weeks. That's right. Uh, Uh, You are off to the sunny tropics of... Halifax. Halifax. The Uh, Windy City, baby. Home of the telegraph operator who died in the Halifax explosion. Well, no longer the home (laughs) of the telegraph operator. Uh, The permanent forever home of that telegraph operator. I think the telegraph is uh, still there. That is, telegraphy used. I think that's the only heritage minute that made it to movie theaters. I feel like I've seen that one oh, at the yeah. beginning of movies a lot I when I that, grew up. Honestly, that's the one I think of when I think of heritage minutes. Yeah, it's that <laughs> telegraph guy who managed to stop the train. Yeah, he got them in time. So I'm hoping to meet him, or at least maybe a descendant of him. Uh, yeah, track down his descendants. Yeah. What, do you have a plan for once you meet them? Thank them for their service? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to spend a solid minute with them. Give them your phone and try and get them to stop a train? Yeah. You know what I think I'll try and do is recreate the Heritage Minute. I think think we should reboot all the Heritage Minutes and shoot them... You know, oh, better. shoot new ones. You, yeah. you don't mean you want to recreate the Halifax explosion. <laughs> no, I do not want to. <laughs> well, with practical effects, uh, you can do a lot. Um, but no, it won't be real. It'll just be rebooted. Then they'll all be in theaters. What What are you going to change? What didn't uh, sit well with you about the original Heritage Minute? About I... uh, You know what? Uh, for I, I'll be a good host. Uh, for listeners who might not have seen this. Good point. Uh, it, this was during, my guess is 1917, World War One. Yeah. Uh, a, a two Oh, I thought you were going to say what a Heritage Minute is. We're going to get to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we'll go real fast. Great. Uh, a munitions ship and some other ship collided in the Halifax Harbor. One got set on fire. People were standing around watching it being like, oh, a ship's burning. Uh, and then the ship was full of munitions and it exploded. And you could see the bottom of the harbor and like ship's anchors got thrown miles and stuff. There was one telegraph operator who saw the ship burning and instead of running for his life he boop boop booped stopped a train that was incoming saved a bunch of lives fast forward to heritage minute <laughs> era uh the uh, maybe ontario government i think they're ontario specific maybe i don't canada. know i canada wide but uh and they recreate uh in one minute yes. uh, a piece uh, of canadian legacy this telegraph operator <laughs> made it big this brings us to our current conversation yes. steve you can hop right back well in. the current conversation is about how i'm gonna reboot these heritage minutes and they're gonna be heritage hours and they are going to be not quite feature length but i will screen them two of them in a movie theater they'll be double billed and uh i think i'll pair the halifax explosion with um big canadian moment uh what about uh what about uh, when they uh about, made uh, the toonie i think i'll do that one We'll do Made the Toonie and Halifax Explosion. Those will probably go well together. Some sweaty guy hammering away late at night in his workshop. And they will be MCU, um, and they will be connected, and they will be canon. uh, And the telegraph operator... Agent Coulson will pop up. Yeah, well, that'll be the telegraph operator. (laughs) Oh, so he dies? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And then I'll probably start a series, a spin-off series, I think, right. for uh, Disney+. Plus. And uh, this brings me back to uh, my original question. What about that telegraph operator? What are you going to change? What What are you going to do differently in your It will be Agent Coulson. 
Okay, it will be Agent Coulson. And in that hour, it will get to see... It'll be mostly his life leading up to it, I think. It'll follow him. It'll him learning to telegraph. Yeah, finding um, out what a boat is. Finding out what a train is. Yeah. And uh, what kind of people go on a train who might not want to be near a harbor. What kind of people do go on a train? Innocent people <laughs> <laughs> who shouldn't be killed. So uh, that'll it'll just be his story. You know, it's an ever-evolving um, character study. Um, and I think that that'll be really great. And I'll, I'll screen it in Halifax, I'm sure. It'll only take me a couple days to shoot that. Well, I hope you have a delightful time. Uh, while Thank you're you. still here, would you like to solve a send-off murder? Yes, lend me away. The victim, Carrie Griffin, prison warden, found deceased. Today's guest, Boffin Griffin, the warden's son, who found his body in the electric chair. Boffin, hello. Hi, thanks very much for having me. Thank really you for being it. here. I yeah. really liked your, your train talk. I like that. Oh, yeah, train van is very train themed. Yeah, the stuff about the heritage minute. I would love to see an hour long, uh, a minute of the Halifax explosion. It sounds like it's mainly just a movie about uh, Agent Coulson from yeah. the MCU, with though, featuring a train at the end. Yeah. Though the explosion, we could slow down. Um, we could make it very slow and like a big yeah. slow motion kind of event. It could take up to twenty minutes. Yeah, or even forty minutes, and then you only have to do twenty minutes of content. Yeah, and forty minute yeah. explosion. That's a good point. So you, you want to be producer? I that's I it's something I've pursued for sure. Wow. Okay. But honestly, what's kept me back is my father's murder because it's mm. always on my mind. It's a cold case. Uh, oh, how long ago did this happen? This happened twenty two years ago now. Wow. So Nineteen ninety. Something for sure. Something, yeah, something around there. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah we wouldn't want to name it. <laughs> no, no, unless no. we be wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this happened 22 years ago at a prison. At prison, yeah. Your, your was father a, was a warden. He was a warden at the prison. In fact, um, it was it was his last day. He was retiring. Wow. Whoa. And because they, uh, he'd been the pr- the warden of that prison uh, 22 for 22 years. 20. I mean, it was twenty two. Yeah, exactly. Oh, twenty two so, years, yeah. and then, and then today is the twenty two year anniversary of wow. forty four years ago. He got into being a warden. Forty four years ago, got into being a warden, and gotten into being a warden. Yeah. Gotten into being a warden. Yep. And nineteen seventy six. Bold choice. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, it was nineteen seventy six, and um, that's the sad thing is he was retiring because they were shutting that prison down. They were moving. Um, all of the prisoners to Kingston at the oh, time, wow. Kingston Penn, and this was a more rural prison. Where whereabouts? Great question. And he, <laughs> thank you. And he, no problem. And he he was still re- remained the warden of this of this small country prison uh, that had held some pretty famous prisoners in its day. Oh, what oh, uh, and anyone we would know? Louis Riel. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, wow. very controversial. Obviously. Guess what? Yeah. My ancestor sentenced Louis Riel to death. Did That's, you know that? I do not feel comfortable being on this podcast anymore. <laughs> Steve is so proud of that fact. <laughs> that is, wow. I mean, it was already far enough me just implying Louis Riel was in the prison in this. Well, let's move forward. I don't think you implied. Okay. I think you said it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I implied, yeah. So this prison has also existed for quite a long time. No yeah. wonder they were moving. I'm sure it was yeah, it pretty was antiquated. Well, well down, you know, a little bit. I mean, they've obviously done some, you know, put in barbed wire when it was invented in the 40s and right. that so type of stuff. basically all the prisoners were in the process of packing up all their stuff into boxes, getting well, ready to move. This is the thing. Clearing out their desks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, that's the thing is there were only three prisoners left. In this oh, prison, by they were the moving time them out like one it. by one. Yeah, because uh, you know they're slowly moving them out. There are only three prisoners left. And, okay, 
And so for me, I'm like, how did you not solve this case? Right. It, you're it's thinking it has to be know. one of these three. Well, percent. Father died. And 100% but those weren't the only people yeah, in the prison. What about the other employees of the prison? He was the only person left? So it, it was, was his oh. last day. There were four people in the building at the time. Four people in the building wow. at the time of his death. Like, I mean, it's like he was the warden, but also the guards at that point. They laid everyone off. Like, how many guards do you need for three people? You know, and they were... Just, one. 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 And he was also in charge. Yeah, what does a warden do? Great, great question. Thank you. No problem. So so he's there alone, and we discover him in the electric chair, uh, or I did, because I went to see him that day. So oh. five people in the building. Oh. But, uh, no, after his murder. Wow. And in fact, three people, because one... Four people, because he was dead when I discovered him. Right. Okay. So he was no longer a person. Right. He was a body. <laughs> yeah, you're no longer a person. I'm so glad this was 22 years ago, because I would be very upset about this conversation. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, I've, you know, I've done, I've done a lot of work on it. And, and you said you've been thinking about it a long time. Does that mean you did some of your own investigating course, yourself? Do you have strings up on walls? Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm glad you asked about that. Um, in fact, I, I brought some of the strings in here. Oh well, yeah, I could oh. see these being on a wall. Uh, no, no worries. Absolutely, Amazing. you just have a bunch of loose string. Yeah, and they're different colors and stuff, and you can see how they might connect. Yeah, yeah. To I'm imagining that they could go between newspaper clippings if you had any. Yeah, Absolutely. I, um, I, I was more of a digital person even even back then. You so. can right. So the strings was between computers. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Like I would tap it onto the screen. You know, like you know that uh, silly putty stuff you used to put up paintings. Oh, yeah, silly, silly putty. putty? <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> And that's what I would use to different color strings yeah. well, like, that's, on the part of the screen. That's also great because if you have a newspaper clipping, you can put the silly putty on it and then have a duplicate. That's true. That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I never thought of that. This would have made my investigation a lot easier. Actually. It would have made it so much faster. It would have made it so much, <laughs> so much faster. Instead of having to just constantly bring up different pictures on the screen, I could have just had them on the silly putty. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's frustrating to learn that now. Well, you're going to be very helpful for this case, then. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what you found out. Yeah. Let's go back to that day. Yeah. Uh, so you said you were going to visit the prison to to visit your father? Yeah. Well, it was closing. It was on a Wednesday. The prison was mm -hmm. officially closing on a Friday. Okay. Most everyone, employees, everything else had already, and the prisoners had cleared out the Probably desk. all but three. In fact, yes. Exactly was, all but three Was prisoners. there rhyme or reason to the order they sent out the prisoners? Like, were Oh, yeah. Most dangerous three? to yeah. least dangerous. Or vice versa. <laughs> uh, great question. I, you know what? The last three prisoners, I think, were their m most notorious. So they were uh, worried uh. about bringing them... Out like they wanted to do more um, uh, security. Or, or they wanted to leave around. them alone in a prison with one man. Yeah, transfer. Well, I mean, it was a maximum security country prison, but with no security. Yeah, but they still have uh, doors or whatever. The yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> they were, true. doors are good security. They were yeah. in cells, jail cells. Like it's. Not, I mean, right. yeah, three people is still you. Don't, you know, he would let one of them out at a time in the last week or so, mm. and they go use the yard for half an hour by themselves. Right. <laughs> It seemed, you know, so like, they were in all in separate cells. These three prisoners, absolutely. The only person with the key being your father. Exactly. Okay. Right. So at this point, how how does my father end up in the electric chair, dead? Great question. And when I walked in, he was fried. Like it was, it was a very horrifying experience. Yeah. So it, it was, in fact, the electric chair that had killed him. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Somebody. It looked like somebody had put him in a giant frying pan. And burned him all over. So this sounds like someone who wanted to make it look like the electric chair, but had no experience. Yes, they didn't. Right. I, it feels like they didn't know how to operate it. So they were like, what will look like that? I'll cook them. Yeah, I know, I've heard of frying people in the electric chair. Right. Yes, exactly. So uh, maybe I'll just fry them so in a 
the giant deep fryer is what would they gain from putting them in the electric chair because like found dead or not are they trying to frame it on someone else by putting them in the chair let's spend some time i'm curious to know about each of these three prisons that's true yeah so the most notorious in the prison that doesn't necessarily mean dangerous just the most well known for their crimes jason de ross Jason DeRoss is one of them. He was, he was, you probably heard of him. He was a notorious chef killer. Right. Um, My ancestor did not sentence Jason Ross to death because he never died. It feels like, again, you just shouldn't, just shouldn't bring it up. We don't need to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need to go back there. Don't, just don't tell people ever about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. It's a very controversial thing. Uh, Anyway, uh, he was the chef killer, not because he killed chefs, uh, because he was a chef and a killer. Ah. Right. Oh, he was the chef killer. Killer. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he would kill people and then then cook a meal. Uh, Out of the corpse or totally unrelated? Uh, Did he keep his like work and pleasure separate? They they have yet to prove that he ate the people, but they suspect that he did. Why? Because because when the cops were investigating them, they were always served incredible meals at his restaurant. Uh, but they could never source the meat. But they kept eating it because it was really good. Right. But they they never figured out where the meat was from. No. D- this this seems too convoluted, doesn't it? No. no. Uh, uh, he was cooking meals. He also killed people. Maybe he was serving them. We don't know. And um, of course, my suspicions live immediately with Jason because the man was fried. Your father. Oh, uh, yeah. The only person who knows how to fry anything is a chef. That's right. And the thing is, here's the thing, Jason DeRoss was known before he was known as the chef killer right. for having the world's largest frying pan. Wow. Oh. And you know He's what? the world's says? largest frying pan killer. Well, it looks like it at this point. But at this point, he's been in jail for 12 years. No yeah. access to that frying no pan. No access to that frying pan. Where, right. where did the frying pan end up? Do you know? We don't. The, the net frying pan was never found. It's hard uh, to hide oh, the world's biggest frying sorry, pan. Sorry, his frying pan yeah. uh, was sold in a police auction when all of his stuff was repossessed when right. he was finally convicted of the murder. Right. And do we know who bought it? Was that part of your string? Of course we do. Right. Ashley Botting. Ashley Botting. Ah. Now, she was not a prisoner, uh, but she did buy all of his uh, effects because she was a murder. Uh, junkie, you know those people. Uh, who true are really, crime, yeah. Head and as a as a person who has been affected by a real murder, I I can't tell you how much it upsets me that people out there are fans of like right of true uh, crime podcasts. Of this show. Yeah, like this podcast is like you should be ashamed for doing this podcast. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Oh, definitely. But mainly because of my co-host ancestors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for having you. me on. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Being now here you're too. associated yeah, with this yeah, thing as well. I really like it. <laughs> So uh, that was prisoner number one. Yeah. The chef killer. Chef killer. Number two. Connor Thompson. Connor Mm. Thompson. Yeah. Now, Connor Thompson uh, was known as the boring killer. Um, Uh, Again, because he would kill boring people or because he was boring and a killer? He was boring and a killer. (laughs) Wow. Okay. The the more they did the investigation, it was one of the quickest investigations because the cops just wanted to stop looking into this man's life because he was just Just draining. Just so boring. Right. yeah, like, the world's boring. most regular frying pan. This yeah, guy, exactly. Like he, like every day he he would the police would come in and question him, and he have a new fact about crickets um, or like, hey, did you know it's cold outside? That kind of stuff that you're just like, don't. That's not a thing. Don't talk about that. <laughs> anyway, um, he, uh, interesting. But, but that made him notorious for how boring he was because nobody wanted to be around him. So, right. so you wouldn't notice him, and that's how he got away with so many murders. Ah. 
No one wanted right. to look into him because they were so bored. So bored. Like, yeah. can't be that guy. He's so boring. There's no way he has done anything out of the ordinary. So, do you know how they finally caught him then? Yeah. Uh, he slipped up. Uh, he became too exciting. Exactly. This is the thing. Is He uh-huh. uh, he thought it'd be a fun time uh, to get a balloon uh, one day in a park. Oh, there were some no. balloons. And it's way too exciting. Balloon, the detectives were like, what about this guy? The guy with the <laughs> yeah, balloon. Balloon. Yeah. yeah, they had just come from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you know, you've read about the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just came from it, and they saw this guy with the balloon, and they're like, <laughs> they're like "Let's <laughs> look into him." And turns out he was a killer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Huge mistake. Yeah. Uh, has he gone back to since being incarcerated back to the the more mundane lifestyle? Yeah, you'd think, right? Um, uh, question mark. But um, and it's a great question. And so, thank you. Uh, so let's move on to the third. Okay, prisoner. the third, the third prisoner, uh, Leslie Siler. Leslie Siler. Oh, okay, okay. Siler. yeah. Uh, and who were they? <laughs> what killer name did they have? If they, they were, they didn't have one. They were just wow. Leslie Siler. Yeah, it was. Oh, a, okay. It was a woman in the. They, this is back in the nineties when they still did co-ed maximum security country right. prisons. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Different like, times. and that's part of the reason they were shutting this one down because they're like, we can't have co-ed country prisons anymore yes. yeah everyone's getting married yeah. <laughs> so many marriages my actually as my father presided over many of the like you know, a ship he, yeah i was just about to ask like uh, a captain he's ordained exactly like a captain on a ship he can and and honestly he always said it was a frustrating part of his job because for a while like prisoners just like they're doing anything to make their days more exciting right so back in the heyday of the prison in the, like the 70s and stuff He'd be getting like sixty or seventy requests a day for marriages, just just for something to do. So, how are these people meeting? I guess out of the yard, you could meet. Yeah, in the yard, right. just even just shouting across the cell blocks, right. that kind of stuff. Hey, like, you want to oh, you want to marry me? Yeah, sure, honey. You know, like that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, that was that. That sounded like my voice, but that was I just played you a transcript of the marriage proposals <laughs> that happened. <laughs> it's crazy that was recorded. <laughs> yeah, it's weird they recorded a transcript. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, so, what so, was Leslie known for? Uh, Leslie uh, killed um, uh, killed a school bus filled with children on the way to. And how uh, do you do that? I guess just mess up the engine. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay, and then and then the so and it was in the prairies because she's from Saskatchewan, and uh, it was outside of um, uh, outside of Regina and uh, on a country road. So once the bus died and she successfully killed the bus, the children froze to death. Wow, yeah, because so she just broke up, made a bus breakdown. Yeah, basically. Made a bus wow. breakdown. Now, how how did she manage to convince the kids not to leave the bus? Yeah, this is the one of the mysteries of the murder, and it's something I looked into. And there's a okay. very interesting explanation for this. That's perfect for the show. So we should get back to Jason DeRoss. Here. Okay. Now, now, yeah, I like him the best because I'm uh, most familiar with him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, well, maybe you're familiar with. Uh, I am not. Uh, it makes me more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I can tell you the other two are pieces of, can I say shit on this podcast? You can say shit or crap uh, or fucking. Great. Yeah. Poop. Anyway, um, they're pieces of work. That's what I wanted to say. But for later, you yeah. might say shit. Yeah, yeah. that's why I was Save it. Yeah. You get one for it. They are pieces of work. Uh, but definitely Jason DeRoss, He's he was my number one suspect on that yeah. day. Because when I came in and discovered my father, who looked like he'd been fried, sitting in the electric chair in an odd angle, right behind me I heard a voice. And I turned around and it was Jason DeRoss himself, out of his cell, saying, looks like I fried your father. Wow. Interesting. Okay. 
Anyway, the police said that that... Uh, How did, sorry, this encounter. So you were there in the room? Well, after he was dead. I went to visit my father. No, right, but... And so you were in the room. Yeah. You turn around. Jason Dross, the chef killer, is there out of his cell. Standing right there. I oh. was terrified. Yeah. So you already knew who he was from like the news and things like well, that. And his big hat. Yes, yes, of course. Huge chef hat. He's still... They allowed him to keep it in prison. And I was always like, this dad, that seems like a safety hazard. Yeah, there could be a rat under there. Anything. It there was could, huge. Well, how big? Is there a frying pan potential under there? Uh, well, it would... They measured it once, and it and it holds two square meters of air. Dude, <laughs> that means it could hold two square meters of anything. anything. Wow, <laughs> it was a huge hat, and a lot of the times it was listing over to the side as uh, though there was something heavy inside of it. And I was like, "Shouldn't you check his hat?" And they're like, "We don't want to invade his privacy." I'm like, "What are you yeah, talking about? This is a prison. <laughs> it's a prison. He's a killer." And then my dad would just be like, you got a lot to learn about being a warden, son. And I, Did you want to be a warden? There was a time when I was younger, because, mm. you know, you ever, a kid wants to be like their dad until they grow up and realize right. that. Right. You want to be a film producer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. That's what I want to be now, definitely. <laughs> right. Oh, well, this, uh, obviously, suspicions lie with him. He said he, he admitted to it, in a way. I'm curious to know, what. so what did you say when he said, yeah. looks like I fried your father? I said, please don't kill me. Right, because mm-hmm. that was my first instinct. Of course, um, uh, and it was at that point because that's why I was terrified that I realized he was chained, ankle chained to the wall. Oh, oh! So, so this was his cell, maybe. I'm not. I'm still unclear about that. Like it was a long chain. Oh, and so what I'd I'd oh. assumed happened, and the police backed up my report on this is that my father. I I guess you know it being his last week, he knew these prisoners well. Mm-hmm. He had a lot to do to, like, you know, pack up some of the, like, you know, take down his pictures and that kind of stuff. So I think instead of, like, every half hour taking them out to the yard and stuff like that, he just gave them long ball and chains, basically, you know. Why? Because everyone was getting married. Yeah. (laughs) You just shouldn't say that. (laughs) You just don't say anyone's a ball and chain anymore. We don't do that anymore. Everyone, a marriage is a good... But we were talking about balls and literal balls and chains. Okay. It was very clever, you have to admit. Okay, it was very clever. But you I shouldn't did, say it. I know I shouldn't say it, but I thought of it, and I thought, this will make me look good. But does it? No! <laughs> I think it makes you look as good as my ancestor sent his Louis... I can't tell you how uncomfortable. And you're here. You agreed to come on. Well, I did, but... I just want to make it clear I don't condone any of the so stuff, except for the story I'm telling. Yeah, so your father it. would uh, uh, grant people long chains attached to their balls. Yeah, you know how <laughs> you know how in the '90s you'd get a you know your phone cord would be really long so you can walk around the house with it. I think that was the concept. So he just didn't have to do any of the work. Right, he just right. let them wander around, but they couldn't leave because they were still. So, but they had but they like, could leave, right? It well, no, just they take could, a while unless the yeah. chain was like. It, it gets it could get you to the prison like gate. Yeah. Oh, I see. So they had free access over this prison at this point. Yes. I mean, this is unusual. This was just the last week, but about eight hundred meters of. It's chain. like uh, the last week of school before the summer. The teachers give up. Same thing with the warden. He's like, oh, you guys can do whatever you want. That's what it felt like. And he developed a good relationship with these three prisoners. They knew him well. You know, mm. he he he'd earned their respect over the years. Uh, even though he didn't respect them because they're murderers. Uh, but. I, I think uh, when the evidence comes to light that I'm about to bring up, mm-hmm. you'll understand that Jason DeRoss is the killer of my father and why... Besides the fact that he already confessed to your face. Yes, yeah. which the police said, well, that would that in, in itself, like anyone could say that. 
Right. And I'm like, but who would say <laughs> anyone that? could say? Yeah, anyone <laughs> could like, say that. This is a confession. Oh, anyone could confess. <laughs> yeah, anyone could. I was like, but who would? <laughs> but who would? It seems no one else did. He's the only one that did. Anyone could have. I guess other people could have, but they they were like, we need to look at the evidence, and there wasn't much, right? Because all of the evidence had been burned off of my father's body, because he was cooked, right? All the evidence of like fingerprints, DNA, right? Uh, so uh, so there was no concrete way to convict him beyond his own confession. Exactly. Wow. Now you're understanding the difficulties of this case. <laughs> yeah, the intricacies. I can see why you need a lot of string. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one string running from his Jason, confession, Jason's confession, to like a picture of jail, <laughs> to, a, to a frying pan. Ah, so you could see the picture I brought in of my workroom. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's that was it. Yeah. And, and but as I said at the beginning, I brought in a lots of colored string to show you other examples of strings that I could have put up. Right. Yes. Like in Anyone case more evidence came to light, mm-hmm. but it never did. Uh, right away. Now, here's the interesting thing, is the police... Oh, that's going to be good for this show. (laughs) Then I should move on. (laughs) No, the the interesting thing is the police ended up charging Leslie Seiler initially for the Uh, murder. Why is that? Now, here's the interesting thing. (laughs) That's going to be great for this show. (laughs) Then I should move on. (laughs) Leslie Seiler, at the time of the murder... Because uh, as we're clear, like uh, I showed up, it, lo- it looked like uh, maybe two hours after my father had had died. So okay. the coroner thought, right? Uh, but Leslie Siler, at the time of the murder, was the only person caught on the CCTVs in the same area of the jail cell where my father. Where was Jason DeRoss at that time? Uh, Jason DeRoss was not on the CCTV because they'd shut. Half of them down. So where were the only ones that were on? <laughs> Why would they shit down half last of week, man? Last, last week, week I guess. Some of them were, like, well, you have to understand the bank of monitors was like thirty-five monitors. Right. And my father's like, we can't, we can't look at thirty-five. Continue. I'm gonna look at fifteen of these. Right. Yeah. Sure. So he's like, I'll just pick the best half. ones. But his favorite angles of the prison. That's the thing is he uh, that and that's how I got into cinematography. He was a huge fan of cinematography. So he picked the ones that had like the, you know, the two thirds rule in the pictures, you know, mm. like where the important Fibonacci uh, sequence. Yeah, exactly. The important like eye focus points. But he didn't necessarily pick the best ones for security. Uh, right. You know, so the ones on the front door on the prisoner's cells. Front door is not aesthetically pleasing. It's not aesthetically pleasing. The, the prisoner's cells one were all like at a weird Dutch angle. Yeah. That's like where you twist the camera a but little bit. But that can look nice. It can look really nice. In the hands way. of a master filmmaker. Oh, but yeah. Oh, man. These cameras are Oh, yeah. Who did uh, the CCTV? Yeah. Who's the cinematographer at the prison? Orson Welles. Orson Welles came oh, and did it. Yeah, he did it a few years before he died. Yeah, just after he did the Transformers movie. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so th- truly this was his last work. This was his last work. People don't talk about that. Everyone talks about Transformers being the, the last work, and I'm like, what about that maximum security country prison <laughs> that security he was cameras? the cinematographer for? <laughs> yeah. And some of the cameras were just beautiful. <laughs> okay. So beautiful. these are the ones he kept, these gorgeous yeah, shots. Yeah, like there was a great camera that was set up along... The fence on the perimeter oh, of the depth. thing, but it was just it was just like at this perfect angle, and you just saw the wall, right. you know, with like a slight line of stripping. Yeah. You're just it gave you that feeling of both emptiness and hope, wow. both mm. of like there's nowhere to go here, but it is going somewhere, right? Wow, you know, and that's what Orson Welles did for the 
prison community there. Uh, and so Leslie was the only one captured on film who could be pinpointed in that location for sure. Exactly. Even though the other prisoners were not on the cameras and could have been there as well. Exactly. Well, Connor Thompson, uh, Connor Thompson was captured on CCTV. Where was he? Footage. Well, this is the thing is the camera was recording him uh, uh, writing a novel, but he kept writing just the first sentence over and over. Right. Like scratch it and start a new one because th- even he found his first sentence too boring, which is... I mean that says a lot. Did uh, you manage to read any of these? I've got them right here. Please. Yeah, the first uh, the first one he went with was uh, "Boy, it's a day." <laughs> hmm. And then yeah, and then that's, he, a, that's a little boring. Yeah, he scratched it out and and then just went with "It's a day." <laughs> Even <laughs> yeah. more boring. Yeah, yeah more boring. He didn't understand that like maybe the boy like had some expression to it. I right. guess maybe he was worried about first person narration versus yeah, third person. Yeah, sure. Overthinking so, right. it. It yeah, sounds like overthinking it at this point. So he just scratched the whole thing out. Says, "Boy." That's a man. You, you know, that was the next one. Yeah. That so that's, I get, is that explaining what a boy is? I think so. Well, see, his next one was, boy, not yet a man. Because he started mm. to put it together that boy, mm. that's a man. Yeah. That's kind of an way. interesting opening line. Yeah, you, yeah boy, it's, not yet a man. Yeah. So oh, he, that's good. They, so then he kept going, boy, not yet a man. It's a day. Oh, and he lost and, it. Yeah, and he just lost like the thread that, right yeah. there and stuff like that. I... It's it's really hard to just keep reading these things out. It's yeah. so boring. Just give us a few more. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course I will. Yes, absolutely. Once upon a time at the circus, comma, good start, right? Yeah. yeah like, this okay. sounds like, okay. Yeah, Fairy yeah. tale. What a great way to start a story. Yeah. You know what? It seems like, you know, he's getting somewhere. And this is the one you can see on the footage. He really spent his time on this one. He wrote the comma and, like, put his, you know, the pen in his mouth, was chewing yeah. on the razor. Yeah. And then he came back and wrote down, whoops. That's all he wrote. <laughs> Once upon a time at the, the circus. circus. Whoops. Yeah. Because he realized he had written a good start of the sentence and it was a mistake. So. I think he was... Honestly, I think it's his self-confidence. He's nervous of his own success. Yes. At that wow. point, that's what I... That was my take on it. Wow. And he was so nervous that he wrote down whoops, uh, like his own mistake. Now, I wonder, is it possible in any of these ramblings that he wrote down something that could be helpful? I'm glad if he's he, writing down what he thinks or feels or something, maybe about one of the other prisoners, anything. I'm glad you asked. So you skip forward to 32, 32 more pages. Okay. And you okay. get this sentence. Boy, would I like to kill that warden. Interesting. Oh, was there, that, yeah, the comma. The comma. Whoops. <laughs> now that one might be whoops because he confessed yes. to intention to Could kill. Could have been yeah. that. But the police, the police at the time, because I brought this up with yeah. them, uh, they said anyone could write that. <laughs> and obviously and the they're are, right they were right yeah. again but i again for me frustrating because i'm like but no one else did write that no one else he's the only one that wrote that and i was like what about the oops isn't that about the confession they said well it could have been he was afraid of his own success right. that's what they said yeah. about it yeah which is i mean logically it holds true mm. and i guess as they said no jury's going to convict him on that whoops <sighs> And so to this day, it kind of haunts me that he wrote that whoops. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you know, it would have been a clean clean well, confession. Yeah. Intention. So we have two uh, potential murderers here, uh, or I guess three, three yeah. one of whom uh, confessed, one of whom wrote down they wanted to kill your father, yeah. and one of whom was actually arrested for it. And, and, and Or yes, arrested for it and in the area at the time. In the area at the time. Now, mm. this, this is the interesting thing, though, because why do you think they arrested... Leslie Siler because she was in the area at the time on the CCTV oh you know yeah, oh, okay so, okay yeah great great and that was it that was the only evidence they had and right before we go to break what does CCTV stand for is it CCTV yes it's CCTV and it stands for um cinematographers creative 
television videos. I like how you needed TV yeah, to be a new thing. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> And we are back. And I gotta go. To Halifax? Yeah, baby! Flight time. See ya. Oh, bye. Uh, yeah, we scheduled that too close to Steve's departure time. Uh, we should have done this maybe a bit earlier today. I, I gotta be honest. Um, for me, I, I feel more comfortable now that he's left, given his ancestral history. Right, yeah. Just me and uh, tales of my wife. Okay, no. <laughs> it's not any better. <laughs> Uh, we are still here, of course, with Boffin. Yes. Uh, am I saying that correctly? Yeah, Boffin Griffin. My father was a huge fan of things that are that were boffo. What is and what does boffo mean? Just you know when you know like when you see something like a specific thing that you're like oh boffo. That's what it means. Right. So yeah, if an object inspires me to say that word, yeah. then that thing would probably be boffo. Ex- correct. You. That's how Webster's defines that. Uh, your father that you just mentioned, uh, Kerry Griffin, he yeah. was a prison warden. Prison warden. Died 22 years ago 22 today. years ago in a rural prison. A uh, country, a maximum security country prison. Yes. A great question Co-ed. is, where was that prison? Uh, and question. so that pr- prison, w- thank you. No problem. So that prison uh, they were moving from because it was old, it was antiquated. Yes, they uh, needed, and they wanted to centralize and decoedify the prison um, at the right. time in the nineties, uh, because a lot. Frankly, they were they they found out they were wasting too much government money on these prison marriages. Yeah, rice, right? The rice budget on. through the roof, <laughs> and it was bad for pigeons. <laughs> Obviously, there were too Obvious. many too many pigeons around that were eating the rice and getting hurt, and you know, getting hurt. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> pigeon eats some rice, and and then the rice expands. I guess. Yeah. The, no, no. The pigeon eats the rice, and then they get angry at each other about about who whose rice is whose. Who can eat the most who rice? Can, yeah, who can eat the most? You're well acquainted with pigeon culture, I see. And <laughs> and then they hurt each other. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they were moving prisons. Uh, in this last week, uh, everyone had been cleared out. Yeah. Uh, except for your father, who was the last employee running the prison, yeah. and three prisoners. There was Jason DeRoss, the chef killer. Chef killer. Uh, former owner of the world's biggest frying pan. Former owner, yeah, of the world's biggest frying pan. Uh, there was Connor Thompson. Boring. Boring guy, boring killer. Uh, honestly, his murders, too, we didn't get into that, were so boring. What is the most boring way to kill someone? That's a, g- a great question. Thank huh. you. Connor could answer it. And then there was Leslie Seiler. Uh, she didn't have a a specialty. Just uh, killed a bus full of children by killing the bus. Yeah, kill really only one murder. Yes, only one murder, and then and then thirty two convictions of manslaughter. Because yeah, somehow she managed to talk the kids into staying on the staying bus. On the bus, yes. and uh, and as for the driver, uh, uh, it was <laughs> it was one of the first. Uh, driverless buses right this so was, was so before 22 years ago yeah it was well before tesla and that kind of stuff and it was it was early technology mostly um a string and a and a brick on the pedal right that <laughs> <laughs> you would need a driver originally and then they'd run yeah. off the bus as soon as it started yeah so you've read about the technology yeah, yeah driverless. she might have saved those kids lives for a little bit by breaking the bus that was her defense well, oh wow but the jury didn't see it that way Right, so she was sentenced, and then was also the one uh, arrested for the murder of your father. Indeed, was because arrested. She but was seen on the uh, cinematography, the cinematographer's 
thing that we talked about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> she was the uh, one seen in the area. And what was she doing? On the uh, at the time, she had a huge stick of butter and uh, had been had been churning it for a while in the prison. They knew they were doing this. She was. She said she was a huge fan of butter sculptures, so she was okay. working on her butter butter sculpture at the time, uh, and then foaming it into this big square piece. Um, foaming it into the square piece. Yes. So it was a foamed square piece of butter, but very large. I know how butter carving works. Yeah. Th- sorry, I shouldn't explain it to you. You're an expert. And um, it's a one meter square thing, and then she carries it off well, camera. One, one meter squared. One meter squared. That's one meter square of air. It is one meter square of air worth. <laughs> Could have fit in Jason DeRoss's hat. Yeah, he has room for two of those he has two squares of butter. Twos, two of those. And now, uh, this is significant uh, because uh, your father was found fried. Fried to death, yes. Not by the electric chair, but why, what we perceive as to be a frying pan. And that's one of the biggest clues they have is that the giant frying pan that they've been using um, had some striation marks. Like somebody had not been taking care of it. It was a Teflon pan. They were using a giant fork. Sorry, uh, the pan they were using at the prison? The pan that they that killed my father. Oh, they okay. found it was a Teflon pan, a nonstick plan. Okay. Pan, but somebody had been using a fork on it, a metal fork, which is a real big no-no. Like, I've been yelled at that uh, b- yeah, for absolutely. doing that before. And there's a deep gouge in it, and that gouge showed up in the evidence on my father's body. You could see the the wow. gouge, like uh, in the striations, just like in a bullet when it's fired from a gun, and they can match it to the. For gun. sure, every frying pan has its unique mark, I mean, unique fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now. Do we know uh, the world's biggest frying pan uh, that Jason used to have that was auctioned off uh, prior to this? Uh, was that Teflon with marks in it? Indeed it was. So it could have been that pan. It absolutely could have. I, that is one of the things I proposed to the police. And, and one of the good questions I had asked was, who owns that pan now? So you had found your father in the chair. Yeah, I did. Burnt uh, two hours ago. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, so, sorry? Hello. Oh, Just hope, a sec. I hope he's not back. You, Steve? Yeah, well, you, you heard what he said earlier about his father, or ancestors. What? What did he say? No, say I'm not again. saying it. <laughs> yeah, hello? Oh, hello, Larry. Oh, thank God. Not Steve. No, not me. Just me. <laughs> hello. Hello, you called me down here, and I'm here. No problemo. You, you, you yeah, called this come man? down here. No problemo. Good to see you again. Yes, nice to see oh, you. Say, what you want? You want more interview questions? Uh, yes, uh, this is. I'm glad you came to have the time, yeah, no time to come down. No problem at all. Thanks very much for coming. Uh, this yeah. is uh, the warden. Of warden the- of Kingston Pen. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, sorry. What's your name? Uh, Lance. Lance, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Thank Griffin Deplitsky of the Kids Table. Ah, great. Good to meet you as well. Um, this is obviously a man investigating. Uh, a murder, and uh, that's how I know him. Um, and he's interviewed me before, so this is uh, you're now recording your your interviews, are we? Uh, check, 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 test, test, test. <laughs> and so, as I said, you last time too, we don't have to keep checking. Ah, checking the chest. He's just check checking to make testing. sure it's there. Yeah. Is this a mic? Is this a mic? It is. We're fine. We're okay, fine. good. All right. Never been on TV before. It's not. T- okay. <laughs> I'm only on CCTV at my right. very prison. Who is the cinematographer at Kingston Penn? Roger Deakins. Roger mentioned. Deakins. Yeah. Everyone wants to work with him. Yeah, yeah well. Sure. He made it look like World War One in your prison. <laughs> well, our CCTV footage is all one shot. And it's... <laughs> Uncut. I mean, all CCTV footage is one shot. <laughs> all right, let's not get into semantics. It is all one shot, and it is remarkable how they do it. They don't cut. There's no, no edits. There's no edits. 
And it's incredible. Seamless. I've it seen is it. Seamless. It's incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. Lance, so. I'm really happy you're here because, uh, and I'm sorry to surprise you with this, uh, but I invited Lance down here because I know that some of the evidence I've been presenting is circumstantial at best. And that's, I mean, that's what the police said. But. Yeah, circumstantial, like the confession and the written confession. Yes. And Leslie Seiler with her giant thing of butter. Mm, that's right. Walking towards where my father's office was at the time. Rubbing her hands, licking her lips. Yeah. It's, oh, yes, you've seen it. Uh, but there's one key piece of physical evidence we found at the murder scene. You actually found one actual physical concrete clue. Yes. And Lance can tell you about it because wait he has lance more you no you were you, so you're the warden of the new prison that they moved to yeah warden of new prison how did you come across this physical evidence at the old prison now this is because it was discovered later in my prison oh it had been brought over yeah with all the other boxes that were brought over yeah was, right. somebody opened it and realized yeah someone yeah. opened up the u-haul and this came tumbling yep. out yeah mm-hmm sure did and you know what it was uh not yet oh all right so if we get back to Jason DeRoss, um, I, I this is apropos of nothing. I just want to say I like I've studied more of his character, and he he's a piece of shit. Really? That's what I was saying. In oh. which way? In which? Oh, so, I mean. Also, yeah, uh, listeners must be delighted. We it finally paid off. You have said shit, <laughs> uh, and it's about Jason DeRoss, real piece of shit. Let's uh, do. I mean, first of all, he's short. Uh, he's what? He's short. Short. Okay. Yeah, he's a short. How tall? Yeah. Uh, I mean, five. I test, you'd be like, oh, he's probably 5'3 or something like that, but, <laughs> but uh, that's the eye test. The doctor's measuring out, turns out he's actually only been 3'7 this whole time. Yeah. But he makes himself look big, and bigger. And so, With now this hat, is you hat. saying this, that makes someone a piece of shit. <laughs> I, and, okay. I see what you've done there, and... Okay, and I realize now how that sounds, and this makes me sound much worse than Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really does. But I, I, I had to qualify that he, it's not because he's short that he's a piece of shit. It's because he's short that he's close to the shit he puts on his hands everywhere. He and then he covers puts, it in his body. Sorry. That's why he's a piece of shit. Because he physically covers himself in his own shit. All the time. Mm-hmm. And, and for what purpose? Well, he was a chef. Imagine... <laughs> Imagine how bad that was. He's close to the ground all the time. Everyone, you know, you're not paying attention to what's on the ground, but he is. And what's on the ground? Shit everywhere. Mm. And he's always like, oh, it's easy to scoop up. Add some flavor to the food and stuff like that. There's shit everywhere in his restaurant? His restaurant was called shit. That's why it got shut down, but it was mailed. It was shit in French, and nobody knew because yes. nobody bothered to translate. That's the, like, it. Old, that's the one thing you remember from French class as a kid. <laughs> you learned that in class? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that French English dictionary. <laughs> Damn. Lance would know because, as you can tell, he's American uh, yeah. running a Canadian prison. Well, I came up to Kingston, just crossed that border. I just looped Just across around. the lake? Oh, yeah. okay. Wow, you can go through, you can loop around, come through Gan. It's easy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you go down to Kingston and... um so yeah, I you must know there. Kingston so well, I'm it's sure. It's beautiful there. Yes, and I do know Kingston very well. What are your favorite spots to drink? <laughs> My favorite spots to drink in Kingston? Go to the spot. I love to the go spot, to the spot. There's yeah. stages all ages. Stages all ages. <laughs> I love that. Ages. I love Ale House. Ale That's House. Good. I'm still Club. waiting for the one I went to. Lance, can I just... Oh, you want to go to the Grizz? <laughs> I want to go to the Grizz. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can drink at the Grizz. <laughs> the Grizz. Uh, Lance, uh, just a quick mention uh, as you're in your 50s here. Probably not best to tell people, especially on a recording, that you like to go to stages all ages. Uh, right. Well, all ages. That means my age too it's not really what it means oh okay <laughs> yeah all ages i mean it t- hell yeah includes that's my age that's that's how old i am yes it's just usually it, you know what i'm not even getting let's move on because honestly this whole conversation at this point would be contextualized if we had defined what that piece of evidence 
was that fell out of the U-Haul truck. Because it's physical evidence. And let me contextualize it for you right now. Perfect. Lance, go ahead. This, this cracked the case we thought. We cracked thought, the case we thought. wide open. I brought it to my initial interview. But you bet you better believe this. The police, they said it could have belonged to anyone. Wow. And this not true. Because what it was, it was his father's warden badge. Carrie Griffin's badge that says Warden Carrie yeah. Griffin, the yeah. Warden. Uh-huh. Okay. On a oh, badge. It says all that. It says Warden Carrie Griffin, Griffin the, the Warden. warden. Yep. yep. And it's around the outside, and in the middle is a picture of him. Yep. And it's gold, and it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's like a sheriff's star. Yeah, that's yep. right. Well, it's him. It's no star, but yep. he's he was a star in a way. Yep. Very good Warden. And this fell out the back of the truck, and we realized because the whole box fell out. Yeah, the whole box. That this was a box of Ashley Baldings. Indeed it was. Ashley Baldings box. And uh-huh. and and the police were like, this could have belonged to anyone. And we're like, we're it like, no. Ashley Baldings on the box. box. It's, it's all on the her side of the items. box. Uh, yeah. There were driver's licenses in there. Yes. Oh, absolutely of hers. And like, it couldn't have belonged to anyone. No. It couldn't. There's no it way it hers. Could have. It's absolutely hers. And of course, you'll remember that the connection that she was the one who bought the giant frying pan in that police state. That's right. Sale but, 12 years before. but I forgot. She was later arrested. Yes, indeed. Sent to the same prison and was working in the kitchen at that prison. Yes. At this was the old prison? This is the old prison in the country. The country prison. We told you where it was. Yeah. And 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 Ashley had been working in that prison. Now, she had been transferred out at this point. Yes, of course. Or to the Kingston. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah, already yeah. cooking at the new prison. That's right. Indeed, she was. Uh, now, I just It's probably good for me to mention here, mm. Ashley Bodding's a piece of shit as well. She was too tall. Too tall. <laughs> Made her a piece uh, of shit. Yeah, no, that, now, no. what is what is the uh, ideal height for a human in your mind? Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> whatever I say here is just going to make me look terrible. <laughs> there is no answer. The ideal height is a height that you are comfortable with. Wow. That's the height. Wow. Now. So you're saying if people are insecure about their height, they're a piece of shit? Y- y- okay. Uh, I see how this is perceived. <laughs> Steve's Steve's <laughs> ancestor killed Louis Riel. Hey, don't talk about that. <laughs> I don't. Want, just, I'm not sure he killed him. I think no, he just sentenced him to death. ancestor killed Louis Riel. No, yes, that's what happened. It's you're, different. You, you just you're sentenced a, someone. You're a ball of chain. Okay, <laughs> let's get back to Jason Duras. So Ashley Botting had bought. You obviously had a, per, a box of personal effects. How did Ashley Botting get? My father's badge. She had the badge, which would allow her to move around the old country prison wherever she would please. You flash that badge. And everyone thinks you're Warden Carrie Griffin the Warden. And walk through the door. So easy. And, of course, you'd have access to the kitchen supplies, which is why we deduced in our previous interview, which I wish we had recorded. I tested. Check, check, check. There were no mics. But I checked and I checked and I checked. That's why I kept saying, why do you keep saying check, check, there's no mics? Right, but I was checking for mics. Uh, You know? Check, nope. Check, 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 no mics. Okay. Actually, that that tracks. That makes sense. So, um, this is what we deduced, is that uh, she was involved in... The earlier murder. She provided the weapon. Wow. The, the pan itself. Yeah. Correct. And it, Did it match? Did it have the gouge down the middle from a fork? Oh, yeah. The pan did have a gouge in the middle, but what it, it wasn't... It's because she ain't a chef. She doesn't know how to use those she pans. Doesn't she, like, very She's using fork. a fork. Giant fork. A giant fork. Yeah. A giant pan. The world's biggest fork. The world's biggest metal fork. Yeah. <laughs> 
And the weird part is she owned the world's biggest plastic fork. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why didn't you just use that? Everyone yeah. knows with a, you use a plastic or rubber yeah. or something. Sure, and she owned the world's biggest rubber fork, too. She did, yeah. Yeah. She, she just collects kitchen utensils. She was a huge, huge eccentric person, I will very say. Very eccentric piece of shit. And for for me, that so we took this evidence to the police. The police yeah. said, again, it could be anyone's that's I mean, obviously not true. So in the last 22 years, I've, I've spent trying to put together the relationship between Je- Jason DeRoss and Ashley Bodding that would create the motive for them to murder my father in that's the last right. week. Right, and maybe Le- Leslie as well. With the big stick of butter. And I can't help but think that Connor was involved as well. Well, he wanted to, for I sure. I read Connor those pages. Yeah, yeah. And Whoops. perhaps he wrote them all <laughs> to muddy the waters. It you know? Been, yeah, to, to, well, and that's part of the reason they couldn't get the conviction on Leslie Seiler yeah. when they arrested her, because yeah. the waters were too muddy. That's what the Too jury muddy, said. that's what they said. Jury, what do you find? And then the foreman stood up and said, the waters are too muddy. <laughs> And then the judge was like, okay. Yeah, he said, okay. Yeah. And I stood up and I was like, that's not a legal thing. You can't say that. He's like, it sounded legal to me. And I was like, yeah. the waters, what does it mean? Right. Well, I don't know. And that's what the judge said. Sometimes <laughs> judges are way off. Way off. And sometimes they're bang on and they sentence Louis Ray out of the death. Oh, no. no. Oh, man. That is. Oh, oh man. That is. I just want to be clear. There's, we can agree that they were not bang on in the Louis Ray case. It was very. It was a terrible time in Canadian history. Oh, boy. Uh, uh. <laughs> now, so you said you had been trying to work out the motive for anyone to do this. Because you said the prisoners respected your father. They did. He had won their respect by treating them fairly. That was always my father's way. He said, you know, these are terrible people. They're serving their terrible time. But while they're serving that terrible time, I... Treat them like a human being, give them respect, and they'll wow. follow follow the rules. Mm. It was a good thing. And uh, they did for the most part. As far as I understood, they respected him. Uh, and in terms of his staff, like Ashley in the kitchen? Ashley in the kitchen. I mean, she was a prisoner. Uh, oh, I, she was a prisoner but worked in the kitchen. Yeah. What, what was yes. her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know how okay. you can help in the library if you're oh, in yes. the Shawshank Redemption or yeah, something? Yeah, or you can help people with their taxes <laughs> yeah. if you're in the Shawshank Redemption. Exactly. Or you can yeah. climb she, into the sewer. Yeah. Wait a minute. Now we checked in them posters in them rooms. Yeah, what film stars are on those posters? <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I never even thought of that. It was an old picture yeah. of... Let's say it together. <laughs> oh, I... He knows it. I don't know. You two go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll stay it, quiet. I, I don't know it either. I don't so know let's it either. Say it together. Yeah, so we both it know was, it. It was a poster <laughs> of True June Karn. June Karn. June Karn. What would I know June Karn from? From oh. Mom? Uh, wrote to Avonlea. <laughs> Road to Avonlea. Road to Avonlea. June right. Karn from Road to Avonlea. Wow, so a big poster of her was up. on In each of their cells. Each of their cells. And now, why didn't they pack them up in them boxes, huh? Yeah. Why didn't they bring them to the new prisons with them? They're still to the, there to this day. Because my suspicion is, hole behind each one... That would allow you to move freely even more throughout the prison. You know, yeah, even though you already could. <laughs> you already could with your wife, but you could do it now in between uh, cells, and, little and, passageways. And part of the other evidence is that my father's diary at the time from, we found it, we was pouring through them because he wrote a lot. Oh, yeah. Three, four thousand words a day. It was very frustrating to read. And six years ago, we discovered that each of the prisoners had come forward and asked for a small 
tiny rock pick tool yeah. saying wow. that they were interested yep. in geology. Yeah. And they'd also asked for a hollowed out Bible. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, they asked the warden for a hollowed out Bible. And <laughs> my father obviously had a more difficulty granting that request as the warden, but he did in the end because he respected them. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a yeah. good man. He was a very, very good man. Good man. Wow. Well, this seems like it's uh, one of the least satisfying ends. A murder on the Orient Express type ending. Yes. Yes. A cop out of sorts where everyone did it. Yeah. Where if you felt for a second oh. like, oh, I think they did it, you'd be right. Yeah. Uh, time and time again. But the police said, so we presented them with this conspiratorial yeah. evidence. Yep. What did the police say? Anyone yeah. could be. Uh, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> when they said anyone could have done it. What they meant was everyone could have done it. Uh, wow. You all right? Yeah. All right. I, well, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied, too. I I do have to tell you one last thing. I, um, I went to pack up my father's stuff a couple weeks later. Yeah. Um, and there was a beam in my father's office and above the beam. A beam. A beam like of wood in my father's yeah. office because it was an old prison, and above the beam, scratched into that wood, it said "Red was here." So Red did this, oh. and that wraps up another <laughs> successful episode of Killed to Death. Uh, it I was red. Think, it was red. It was red. It was successful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he was there. Red was there. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And then Morgan Freeman. Uh, never mind. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, he was also there. That's what the other thing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Matt Probst. Uh, why? Because he did our theme song. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, or if you'd rather use Instagram, it's Killed to Death Podcast. Or if you want to follow us, it's uh, K2D Pod on Twitter. You can email us, Killed to Death Podcast at gmail.com if you have a suggestion for a murder. And go on iTunes and like us <laughs> in general. Uh, rate, rate and review is what mm. you can do on that platform. That's what you can do on Black Bone. Uh That's all I have going on. Uh, is there anything, uh, you're, you're, I guess, out in the country, but now you, where do you reside mainly? Uh, Are you here in the city, Toronto? I am in the city in Toronto now. Oh, all right. Uh, is there anything you like to check out while you're here? Oh, I mean, you know what I love to check out? It's every Saturday night. I go to Hookup uh, and watch um, the improvisers interview two single audience members and then, in, in, uh, and then improvise what their hookup looks like. And it's very exciting um, for me as a... Uh, cinematographer uh, mm. because they record it all on CCTV footage. Wow, do they? Yeah, indeed. Cinematographer, creative, television, video. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Real feels wow. like the way I told us that there would be a punchline to that and there wasn't. No, but check out Hookup. <laughs> yeah, great, great. <laughs> uh, and, uh, sorry, well, Lance, and check, check out, out the Kingston Pen. <laughs> Check out the Kingston Pan, swing by. <laughs> Truly, though, it's a shame that you can only, if you're in my office, view what is one of the greatest pieces of cinema I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, a 35-camera oh. unbroken shot by the great Roger Deakins. Yeah. So come by and check that. It, it is a masterpiece, truly. Uh, and, and I'd like to say... Uh you can you can pair this up with an evening of hookup. Come to the kids' table greatest hits on the fourth Saturday of the month. Oh, true. At yes. eleven, mm. which is right afterwards, uh, you yeah. can get in free with a hookup ticket. That's true. That's true. That's amazing. So what a double bail! I've scheduled this for you. So enjoy your night. <laughs> uh, and I'd like to say, keep your stick on the ice. Okay, I will. Killed to Death is produced and engineered by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky. Special thanks to Katie Lore, Matt Probst, and Tom Shank. 
Rate and subscribe on iTunes and like Kill to Death on Facebook so they know how to value their worth as human beings. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hi everyone, my name is Rolly Bush, one of the hosts of Sonar's new podcast, My Gorgeous Son! I started this podcast because my son went down to Hollywood and flamed out hard. And we try to help him get on track. My career didn't flame out. I just came home. That's all. Joining us every episode, of course, is our podcasting intern, fresh from the Ryerson Podcasting School, Everardo. How's it going? So join us by Google. Yeah, Google. Just Google My Gorgeous Son. It's not hard to find. Or Sonar. Just type in Sonar. You know what? You're probably listening to a podcast already, so you kind of know how it works. Yeah. Just find us yeah, as we're well. On the we're Sonar called Network. My Gorgeous Son. So check us out. It's a fun show. Uh, you'll love it.